You, Wu Tang, are never gonna win. Is that a fact? Take the sword. Come on, give him the sword. Alright, what's going on? Episode 9, welcome to Death Cakes. The first pupil, he practiced the centipede style. This is Zilly. Now, number two, practiced the snake style. He was known as the snake spirit. He had the speed of the snake. Hey, this is Jay. Now, the third one, number three, practiced the scorpion style. And we have another special guest with us. This is uh, Illy's cousin, Rockmore. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, big time? Nothing much, fellas. What's going on? What's going on? Man, yeah. Um, I just want to say before we get into this, man, this is I've been waiting to do this one. This is, uh, um, well, one, just the subject matter itself, but two, you know, I've been waiting to get these two guys on the show for a while. You know, um, you guys heard me mention a few times on this show before, you know, that, you know, I'm the oldest of my siblings, you know, these guys are the closest thing I had to older brothers, man, so it, I'm really geeked about this episode, it's uh, good to have you guys both. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to be here, good to be here, fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I invited you to the episode, Um, you had something in mind, what are we here to talk about, man? Oh uh, man, today we are here to talk about the Wu-Tang Clan, live in effect, <laughs> all nine members, all nine members. <laughs> yeah, I want to touch on all nine just a little bit here and there, you know. Yes, yeah, special music edition for our ninth episode. Let's Yeah, man. Let's do the woo. Yes, yeah, sir. See if we were all on video you'd see me throwing up the woo with the towel or something like that right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we haven't done we haven't really incorporated too much video into the show yet, but uh yeah, I would. I, I, <laughs> maybe we should have for this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and hit it off with the the question. When I first heard, I was in. Where was I? Yeah, uh, Rockmore. I'm gonna turn it over to you, man. This was your. T- this was. It's all about you, man. So, uh, where were you? Ah, uh, man. When I first heard of Wu Tang, man. Uh, technically, man, I was on the bus uh, going to uh, high school and I heard a kid on the bus he was singing um, what was he singing was it Can It Be So Simple it was okay. one of those songs he was singing and I'm like who was you know, what are you listening to because you know he's, you know how people will uh, have their headphones on but they say words to whatever they're listening to out loud so it sounds real random Right. And, oh yeah. Uh, he was saying he was saying stuff, and he was like, "New York fly side." And I was like, "What?" And then he said something else, and I'm like, "Man, you you sound like you're not listening to something." Because I'm used to people listening to stuff like, uh, you know, Eight Ball and JG at the time in our area. Uh, uh, UGK was starting to pop off really hard at the time, so there was a lot of people just into that. Right. And he right. is that you know singing that. I'm like, "What is that?" And he tells me about it. Then I get to school. And lo and behold, the same day, you know, uh, one of my friends, uh, this guy named Chris Dixon, he was uh, coming into the school and I was like, you know, we were like, yeah, what you listening to? Because I'm usually like got EPMD or DOS Effects because that's what I was knocking real hard at the time, Red Man. Uh, and 
he was like, oh, I got this Wu-Tang Clan. He pulled out the CD. And I was like, Wu-Tang Clan? And I said, man, that's what we'll do is just uh, bump it on the bus. And he was like, oh, man, these cats are tight, man. Blah, blah, blah. He goes through and talks about all nine real quick. I was like, man, you just got to listen to it. So when I finally went and snuck down to uh, Street Side Records down there in the loop, with my own money to catch it because at the time that was still when you know the parental advisory stickers on the actual cds meant something uh, <laughs> right you know <laughs> and you know you really had to hide all that type of stuff if it had that sticker you had to hide it you know, Dog, I, did, so it I like, know all too well about that you know we did a music episode um not too long ago i was talking about exactly that and just the shit i had to go through to uh to get my music into the house and to keep it you know yeah, yeah, but and you had a lot of CDs too, so I don't know how you had that system going. Ah, uh, you talking about you know even before CDs? You talking about back when I was still rocking tapes? You know how hard it is to <laughs> to store tapes? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> nah, but go ahead. So you street side, which um, uh, for you guys who don't know, that's um, I believe that was a local chain. I mean, pretty much just St. Louis and um, Southern Illinois, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember them being any further out than that. Yeah, th- yeah. there was one here in Columbia, but they just closed uh, this spring. Okay, and been they closed sometime this year. Yeah, ours closed actually several Damn, years ago. Now it's the yeah, yeah. His that was actually I was kind of surprised when he said that because I was going to say ours closed several years ago. Now it's a fucking Chipotle. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That that hurt my heart too, because it was like, man, I mean, like I met Redman and Method Man at that location. You, you know, know what? That's and, that uh, location where I met a uh, MC8. Yeah, in town. Yeah, you know. but so uh, it was like it was crazy. Yeah, know? yeah, but uh, my bad. I had to throw a little tangent in there. But guys, so you went down the street side, and what happened? Yeah, so I go down there, and, and I and I get to see the CD. Actually, the first time around was the tape because I was, uh, and I popped it in the Walkman. And the thing that just really got me, man, at first was just the the uh, what do you call it? The um, the skits. The skits were just something I never heard before. You know, with the kung fu in it. And it's crazy because I remember a lot of the actual movies that the skits were from. Because, again, if any listeners are from the St. Louis area, Channel 11 Saturday Kung Fu Flicks, they used to come <laughs> on at like 11 a.m. And literally, I remember a lot of those lines from watching those flicks at Papa's house, of all places. Right. So, you know, it, it just it just took me immediately back. And it was like, man, these cats are crazy. They're taking old Kung Fu Flicks and putting it in their album. And it just after that, I was hooked. So. I gotta tell you too, and <laughs> you mentioned Channel Eleven, man, dude. That's that channel. I swear to God, this is like the Channel Eleven podcast, man. This is like such. Eleven was such a. I don't want to say dumping ground, but I mean, it was just so random. Was the kind of stuff they used to air on that channel. I mean, yeah. I don't know what their format was really supposed to be. They had a little bit of everything, and you know, yeah. Sure enough, I forgot all about that. You brought that back. I forgot if they used to play the uh, the kung fu joints on what was that Saturday night. You know, Saturday morning, Saturday like morning. 11 a.m. Between like 11 a.m. and 3 o'clock. Yeah, they'd run like one or two. And the crazy thing yeah. about it was was that, because uh, I remember I used to sit and, you remember, uh, 
Granny and Papa's bedroom, you know, where the piano yep. was and the TV on top of that. I would sit there, you yeah. know, just across the bed watching. And the craziest thing about it, not to get too far off, but uh, I saw the Kung Fu, and I don't remember which the name of it was. I swear to God, if I ever see it again, I would, you know, hunt it down and buy it or download it or whatever. But I saw the actual flick that I swear to God they got Mortal Kombat's idea from. Because they had, there was three characters in this particular movie that they got Raiden, Liu Kang, and Kano were all characters in this kung fu flick. No shit. Except Raiden, except Raiden, along with his, and his name wasn't Raiden. It was you know some other, but I mean his his actual his hat, his his right. outfit, everything was almost exactly the same, even down to the trim of the color and all that. So it was like, along with his lightning. Like uh, what he would do, like in close in close combat, he had this stuff that like shot out of his wrist, like a like a Spider Man, and it was like this yellow liquid, and then it would hit you in the face, and it would somehow make this turn into this plaster pair thing, plaster plaster Paris thing on your face, and once it hardened, it just burned your face from the inside <laughs> out, all happening spontaneously, like right there in the middle of battle, he just hit you with it, blah, and then all of a sudden, and then it would just form into this plaster Paris on your face, the guy's screaming, and then he'd pull it off after you died, and just, your face would be burnt off and stuff, it was wow. crazy, yes. but, uh, you wouldn't have but, to know, yeah. recall the name of that, do you? No, I don't, I mean, and, and I went on a hunt for it too, and it's like, I was I had to be like ten, so it was like just to I would say like it was it had to be circa, you know, eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere in that era. So I just went to looking for, you know, Googling Kung Fu flicks from eighty eight and eighty nine and I can't tell. I really can't. I'd have to sit there and watch them all, you know, because if I see the movie, I'll know it as soon as I see it. But to see like the title or the cover of the of the movie, like on the box or something, I wouldn't know to save my life. Ah oh, man. But uh yeah, no. Trust me. When I see it, if I ever see it, I told myself it would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know, somehow I'm gonna snatch it. And I'm gonna grab it and because I'm talking it up now. Somehow it's gonna make its way into, you know, it's gonna cross paths again. But as of right now, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, man. But uh, <laughs> I hope so. It's in crazy. Fact. It was like the day. It was like the day that I had the, that I found the Gerald Wilkins basketball card when they played Orlando and Michael Jordan had the j- number twelve jersey on because some fan had stolen his away ah. jersey. I remember you told you know, me about that. The, yeah, it was like that same type of feeling, like, oh my god, you know. Once I realized that that flick is where they got it from, it's like that's how I felt, like you know, that day when I had that car, like, man, nobody's gonna believe this shit, you know, that like that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Ah oh, man, well, any of our people on Twitter, man, if you're listening, let us if any of you guys happen to recall that, you know, hit us up, let us know about it, it, the title or anything that might lead us to. Finding out what that is because that sounds batshit crazy. I want to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, that that movie was hardcore. I mean, one of the main characters he went up against like fifty cats and he like twenty of them had bows and arrows and they all like arrows into him and he just keeps going and he's just whooping ass and cutting the arrows off and I'm like, dang, you know, yeah, that movie was crazy. <laughs> that movie was off the chain. Well, it looks like um, we're gonna have to have you come back on another episode. We need to talk about just. You know, watching that type of shit because me and you did watch a lot of that kind of stuff back when we were younger too. So uh, maybe like a point five or something. I have to have you come back and talk about that. But uh, uh, was yeah, anything else you want to say about uh, the Wu real quick though? Like early on, uh, you know, early on it was just 
I kind of like the the style. You know, I actually kind of thought that the way RZA and uh, and, and Raekwon and Ghostface themselves actually rhymed, it almost seemed like you know they would really you know like this is gonna sound silly, but it was kind of like they looked like black ninjas in their videos. You know, at first it was just kind of the way that they carry themselves and the way that they talk real hard, real precise with their rhymes and you know and then Raekwon even though he's hard and precise he was his rhyme scheme was real intricate so it was just like they all had their different styles they matched up with like different kung fu characters very well you know with uh you know Method Man, Ghostface Killer you know I actually went back and watched movies based on you know these characters like where they're getting their uh their inspiration from you know so right right i think um it just added an extra dopeness to the group to me you know with the association with kung fu and then being able to go back and say oh okay that was from that movie and blah 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 and then oh you see the movie in the stores and kind of like how your collection is you know like i saw i've seen all those movies on some somebody's old you know blockbuster video or hollywood video shelf you know over the years and been like yeah I remember that movie and rented it or something like that and watched it or caught it on TV and watched it and yeah man I mean cause Ghostface Killer the movie itself was crazy yeah I was gonna say I had a moment like that with um because uh was that the the movie is called The Mystery of Chess Boxing which is the name of the, one of the tracks and then the the villain in there was the Ghostface Killer I'm like oh shit you know I had one of those I just happened to pick that up and see that yeah yeah yeah, so it's like it's, it's it's crazy. So that just kind of added a little extra oomph to it, and then you know that Wu Tang album, and then when the Purple Tape hit, it was over. I mean, that 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 album was. I mean, I, I don't know how it gets. And it was like you know the the thing about that that Purple album that was so crazy was that he uh then comes back with a mobility and it was like oh, man that was so frustrating like literally that was yeah. in the day when we, it was still so, like that was in the day when they first started uh, when they first first started like letting you take CDs back for like credit towards another CD or cash or something like that yeah um yeah we're yeah, gonna that get into like that first. yeah we're gonna get into that a little bit later yeah you mentioned yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking about cause uh yeah, you know, <laughs> let's just keep it in stage one for right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, definitely, cool. yeah, um, yeah, I feel your pain on that one though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but what about so, you yeah, guys? About- Where were you guys at when you saw the? Movie? Uh, for me, shit, it was. I was up late one night and watching MTV and. Uh, uh, the video for for Method Man came on, and I had never yeah. heard of Wu Tang. I had never heard a song from them or nothing. I just saw that video. I'm like, holy shit! Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. This this fucking song is is badass. So then I started you know looking for them and trying to find the the CD and stuff. And I finally found the tape one day. <laughs> My parents had gone to the mall, and I went to uh, Sam Goody, and I found the, the cassette tape like like uh, Rockmore did, 
and I, I bought it and then I went straight to the to the car while my parents were still shopping and I'm just sitting in the car jamming out to this CD or to this tape <laughs> just wiling out I mean it it was like nothing that I had really heard or listened to at the time you know it, it, it just yeah. blew my mind and a lot of my, my friends weren't big on it at first you know I, I was the one who uh champion trying to you know tell people no you gotta listen to this cd you really gotta listen to this cd <laughs> you know so yeah method man was my first sort of intro into them and then once i i got them then i was just all about them for yeah. for that whole first year whenever yeah, that first album uh... came out what when did the first album come out it was 93 Technically 93, 93, but it was like closer to 90. Yeah. It was like late 93. So I really okay. don't remember hearing a lot about it till 94 myself. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm a, a yeah like that right sounds away. about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right because I was, I was in the first semester of my sophomore year when uh, that story I told you guys happened. So yeah, yeah late 93, early 94. That sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got the internet Bible pulled up here. Came out. Uh, November 9th in 93. Yeah, so pretty oh, wow. much 94, okay. yeah. Yeah. What about you, Eli? All right, well, um, actually, okay, it, again, it was 94. Woo, actually, see, 36 Chambers actually kind of got lost in the shuffle for me, you know, believe it or not, because, all right, right, I mean, think about that, 93, this is still, you know, West Coast time, you know, so, you know, Snoop had everything on lock, Snoop and Dre, um, Ice Cube, this is Lethal Injection, Predator. I think you even had the Bootlegs uh, B sides album out by then. Maybe that maybe that was a little later. No, not 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 then. He was that was a little uh, later. That was a little later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, definitely, you know, this is like so. What, I was living in U City, and you know, Snoop and Dre they were popular. I had just found out about um, I had found out about uh, Black Moon, their first album, Into the Stage. And see, for me, that's what kind of what blew my mind there, just because it was just, um, I just did an eight point, I just did a point five episode, you guys, about, um, you know, music from like ninety one or ninety ninety one, and just uh, how it's still a little more, a little more upbeat, you know, kind of uplifting, kind of on the positive note. Hadn't really gone so hardcore or even dark, like just with the beats and everything yet. Ninety three is kind of where that changed, and you know, Black Moon was one at all. So then, uh. But just you know, those, that album. I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting, I don't want to get off on that tangent and start talking about them. But I mean, that was my shit. Um, so I was listening to a lot of that, and then um, I think what else? Uh, uh, Hard to Earn that came out like early in '94. Uh, That's yeah, like when I yeah. first learned who Gangstar were. And so like again, you Gangstar, Black Moon, banging those two. You know the Snoop stuff. And then, like, later on, I mean, later that year, then came Nas and Outkast and all that. So, <laughs> you know, the Wu-Tang, I mean, I knew the song. Um, Cream, that was the one. That was the one, I think. I know they had, uh, I think, Protection Net came out before that. I think I saw it on on the box one day. But yeah. If, if I remember right, Cream, I don't really know anybody who was really knocking them until, like, Cream came out. And then that's when, you know, I started hearing more. That That's the one that used to, that blew up on, um. On Magic 108 used to get played all the time, yeah. and so that came out, and I thought it was cool. But okay, fast forwarding like further into '94, 
that's when um when um Takao comes out. And I was watching um I wanna say it was Yo MTV Raps, like late like circa ninety four or whatever, and like that was a video, you know, Bring the Pain. And I saw that and I was like, Oh yeah, that's the dude from uh from, from Wu Tang clan and I remember that song just I don't know, that song just got stuck in my head. It was just I remember going to school, like, you know, walking in between classes and then just my head going, doo, doo, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so that song got stuck in my head. Now, like, um, back then I didn't have any money. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was going buying stuff, but I knew somebody who had it. So I got a dub from them. And I was like, you know what? After that, because I, I was like, okay, I need to go back and find that first Wu-Tang album. And, you know, you got that? Yeah, I got it. So got a dub from that. And that's so really it was almost a year later before I really heard 36 Chambers and then Bring the Rucket, like the first track, Bring the Ruckus. Um, that so, I mean, it was it was genius. I mean, I was just talking about how the Black Moon and the uh, Gangstar album sound Bring the Ruckus sounded like a like a it was almost like a symphony of just like dark, dusty shit, you know? Yeah, like yeah, it like yeah, the, the like the uh, like the dirty like the the drums and the patterns and all that and then. Uh, you know, uh, you had the, you know, the, the, the Kung Fu samples, like we're talking about, you know, on guard, let me try your, let me, uh, let you try my Wu-Tang style, that's going on, and then, like, in the background with the stabs and everything, they just kept blending in and out of there throughout the whole song, and I'm just like, wow, who, this is, this is crazy, and then just got, you know, from, from, the, you know, from there to the end of it, man, I just, it, by the time, um, we got to, uh, what was it uh, tears? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, I, I was, I was just, I was just so absorbed in this thing. I just kept playing it over and over, like for. Just, I think that's the only thing I was taking. I usually, I, I usually carry two or three tapes on me at a time. I think I was just taking that one with me and just playing it over and over again, just beating it, you know. Yeah, tears is my like deep cut favorite song. I think on on that first album. It's, yeah, it, yeah, tears was dope. Can it, can it all be so simple was really the one that really stood out yeah yeah that one too that was just a, yeah that, that one was a, and it's like now that I'm producing music you know and being a fan of RZA for so long it's like the, and, and me being a sample you know bass producer with chopping samples the way he did stuff and the way he took excerpts of music and movies and the way he replayed all of that it was just man I mean I mean again not to get I'm not gonna get off another tangent about production or anything but the way he it, it was just man no one was doing that back then no one I mean you had like you said you you're talking about West Coast with you know, with Dre being popping at the time and you know how I mentioned you know as I was coming up on Wu-Tang I was knocking Eric Sermon and Redman and yep. you know Death, and, uh, Death Squad or I guess they were what Hit Squad at the time yeah and, uh, oh that's another one too so, yeah that, that, that Redman album that yeah. came out like around the same time yeah exactly yeah I mean Wu-Tang came out of a hell of a time too because I mean right around then I mean classic albums were dropping so oh 94 was, like, was you know, beautiful man Ill- 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 Ill-
So, and to hang with all that, you know, so, but, and the thing, and, you know, being nine cats and being able to be cohesive that whole album, and, and you know, I, I didn't, because I would just let it spin. I wouldn't, you know, hit rewind, rewind or stop and none of that. I wouldn't flip the tape and see what's on the other side. I just let it rock. And then, you know, I had the, uh, the Walkman that auto flipped to the other side and then click and it would flip to the other side. And then, you know, I just let it rock then. And, but the way that Rizzo was just doing that now, looking back on it, it is like, man, it was just, like, it, it was amazing. No one was producing like that back then and putting that type of stuff in the music. And there was a couple of, I think there was a couple of songs where he actually used, like, for a couple of bars, he actually used a sword swipe as a snare. Like, it was just, this was crazy. You know, it was just crazy. But for me, it was cream. Cream all the way. Yeah, I mean, not cream. Can it? Can it all be so simple? That was like, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And then they had the intermission at a different point. You know, like it seemed like the even the intermission for it was just it was just a classic song by, by all means. Right. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, definitely those. And then also the um, now see, I don't remember if this was on my tape or not. I know on this. Uh, I don't know. My memory's kind of fuzzy. Was this one on the tape? One the, the uh, part two, the seventh, seventh chamber part two, or was that on the CD only? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Because for cause... some reason, I don't remember listening to that one that much back when I had yeah. you know that copy. But then I think after I got, I think after I joined BMG, you know, some years later, and I went and got it on CD so I could have it on CD. I remember listening to it back, back a lot back then, and maybe um, maybe just because that that track didn't hit me right away, but. That one, that might be my favorite track on the album, just because, I mean, it comes in and you got the, you got those horns coming in, you got those those organ stabs and everything. As the way that track went out, like, the, the original just didn't shit to me anymore. Like compared, compared to that one, the sec, the 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 part two. Yeah, I mean the way he, the way RZA would throw those those uh those piano key riffs in the song just kind of out of nowhere just like disjointed from, from the rest of the song I mean it so, some of the songs give you fucking chills and he I still mean, just, does that yeah because a lot of that stuff where he'll go in there like or like for instance so he'll take a um, he'll have a loop and he'll chop the loop at a point where you don't really expect it and it sounds kind of off or like you expect like a drum or a um or a stab to hit at a certain place, and it hits like maybe like half a second later, and you're wondering like, what the hell? And then, but then you listen to it and you see how it all just kind of rolls together, and it makes sense. And that's how, and that's how, uh, must be Bobby. That song, that's how that was for me. The way he had the little, <laughs> the way he had that coming in and yeah. out, and the way he had the little, where he had that coming in and out, right? All that, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was just yeah that that was like I did not expect that for him to to, to flip it like that you know because I heard the original song and it was like and then the other thing he used to do he would take samples from like more than one song and have it playing together in melody like you wouldn't have known that he took this from that and that from that unless you wouldn't looked it up and be like damn you flipped both of that in one song man yeah so yeah the, is, the, just just kind of leading off of what Jay was saying about the way he had like the certain riffs in there and stuff like that like the riffs might be from this but then something else might be from a whole completely different song like it was just yeah, I mean, yeah, just nasty, just nasty. 
Yeah, I mean that that first album is well, actually that whole first phase that that they had, which I mean you got to give it to them for nine rappers to come out as a group and then have this plan to you know branch out and have separate albums to to come out for each of them. I mean that that's just a a brilliant piece of marketing right there, especially at the time. You know. Yeah, you know shout out to Steve Rifkin for having an open mind enough to sign on that dotted line because man yeah. yeah I mean because where, cause where did everybody go because like Raekwon went to what he stayed on loud but I mean Ghost and Meth went to Def Jam I was uh, yeah I was just gonna I say that when you um Jizza was on Geffen yep uh, I want to think I want to say I think Dirty's first one was on loud too I don't nah I was on Electra on electric, yep. okay, and then um, I don't know if one of them was on Jive. I don't even remember which Master Killer's first album was on. Uh, I don't know what record label he was on. Nature Sounds, poor Master Nature Killer. Sounds. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I feel bad. It, and, you know, he, he gets pushed to the side. It seems <laughs> like man, because he's got the oddest flow of them all. You know what I'm saying? It's like they've all got. They all rhyme off the same rhyme tree, but his branch just grows in a completely different direction. I mean, even even the Kappa, you know, and uh, it was just yeah. But, I mean, it was like he had his hard parts, but it was like to me, and you know, pardon me, but like Master Killer was like the Mister Serve on of the. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, on that yeah, note, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's take a break right here and collect ourselves, and then we'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back after that. All right, sound good? <laughs> All right. It's bad when one thing becomes two. One should not look for anything else in the way of the samurai. It's the same for anything else that is called a way. If one understands things in this manner. He should be able to hear about always and be more and more in accord with his own. Alright, and we're back. Um here to talk about some more Wu Tang and um hopefully no more no limit uh <laughs> content will make its way into the episode, but uh that was pretty good. Yes. I gotta give it to you on that one. You 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 have a point there. You had a point there about uh Master. Um But yeah, I mean so uh Thirty Six Chambers drops. Um I mentioned to Cal um, earlier yeah, on, which is yeah, yeah and Takam came early too. Yeah, it was like less than a year later. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, man. Yeah, here yeah, because I I've yeah. got it pulled up. Okay, but <laughs> it yeah, came out. That w- it came out almost a year exactly okay. after. Almost a year. Actually, it was a year and three weeks. No, a year and a week. I can't do math. Which <laughs> which goes to what you what you guys were just talking about with just the way that. Um, this contract that was a hell of a contract they had because that's unheard of how the hell and you got a group you know and then well you, you got a group you, of nine able, guys I mean well, let's not even talk about you know the solo but, stuff you got a group of nine guys but what I'm saying is you got well okay well yeah nine guys but then they're all allowed to pursue solo efforts and on different labels too yeah and right I, and that was before Wendy Day and the Hip Hop Coalition getting in the mediate deals and stuff that was before that right so. and rizza i i yeah. read um i read the book i was first book anyway i think he's got two or three out by now but uh i read his first book and he was talking <laughs> about that and it was for you know 
because um, you know a, um, a label can only release so much music from like a particular artist or group of artists at a time. So they did that so that they can all have music out at you know at the same time. And then like let's say you have like a merchandiser where you got the Jizz album right here, you know the the Dirty albums right here, Meth is right here, and then the Wu Tang shit is right here, you know. Right. So I mean it's 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 crazy, but um now that I've mentioned some of those, I mean like I said uh to Cal that's really what hooked me, and then I went back for Thirty Six Chambers and kind of solidified it there. But um what came next, Dirty? Uh yeah, Dirty came next. Fucking, you know it for me that was very hard to listen to at first just because his style is so he's like he's like the second coming to Bismarcky to me just with that <laughs> wild flow they say you know they say in the first part you know on the in, on the album his style has no father well you know I think I think Biz kind of fathered his style to a point but um, I, he was just real tough to listen to because he was crazy he's like drooling and yelling all over the mic and shit you know but you know methods to the madness always and then just Again, the production, I mean, it was just like, it was more, I mean, the album was called Return to the 36 Chambers, and that's exactly what it was. It was more of that, but just a little more, um, you know, slightly skewed, slightly, uh, slightly twisted, you know, to fit, to fit his style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I did have, that did have probably one of my favorite woo tracks of all time, which is Snakes. Man, that fucking... That beat for snakes is just sick. Yeah, I really like snakes too, man. That's um, I'm glad you brought that one up. Also, um, I mean, well, I mean, Brooklyn Zoo. I mean, that's when when I whenever I think of Wu Tang and just like that whole early phase, that beat always comes to mind. You know, those those that those, yeah. that piano set, that piano loop, it was just nasty. Yeah, that off piano that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the, and the, even the organs in Takao. We were talking about Mess' first album. You know that. I mean, that's yeah. just playing in the background. It's that shit, man, it was just that shit was crazy, man. It was that, and you know, and in, in, in a way, it was mood music because every time I I listen to Wu Tang, I get in a particular mood. You know, it was kind of like, you know, and, and it was, and what made it even worse is that's when I was riding a bus. You know, so you know, I'm on the bus at night and shit like that, and I'm the cow. You're on the bus cow, at night acting you know up to saying? bring the pain video, right? You know exactly. You know, and I've got you know what I'm saying, and I'm rocking hoodies and shit like that, and you know, just you know, little, little Trayvon Martin style back then. You know, just walking to the cow, the cow. You know, it, it, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was like you know, that's what I was rocking, walking through the streets from you know from bus stops to the crib, or from the crib to the bus stops, early morning in the dark or late at night in the dark. You know, just. You know, it, it, that was just what I was rocking at the time, man. Right. You know, even when I was playing video games, man. You know how you have music on while you're playing video games. I'm knocking Wu Tang playing that. You know, oh yeah. Especially like if you're talking about, uh, I don't know what came after Dirty, but I think Jizz's uh, first one slid in there somewhere. Liquid Swords. Yeah, Jizz's was next. When that, when that when that hit, I mean, hey, hey, listen, it was the last song on there, but Bible. Basically, yeah, before leaving Earth, was my Priest. favorite joint, man. Yep. And the way they did that, man. Oh man, that was. Oh, that, that that was just on a, and the, the album cover was just so ridiculous. You know, uh, it, I started playing chess once I saw that. Just trying to, you know, because they had like a my dad had a, this computer game. It was called uh, Battle Chess, and okay. uh, it would, you know, you would hit 
every time you took a spot they have a little fight scene and then boom you know so it was like you know I would sit there and play that and listen to Wu you know so it was just right I mean at that time it was just like that's all it was it was just one after another as soon as they came out I was like coming off one guy's album and then you know go right into you know uh, I went from Dirty's album right into Jizz's album went from Jizz's album right into the Purple Tape and then it just went from there and then I didn't snatch you guy the first time around but I went back and got it just for the sake of having it he was kind of his album was okay but uh he just came out with another one, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, nah, but you know, I, I I said I wasn't. I said I was gonna try not to let this happen again, but I guess I need to. Um, you know, when you're talking about the business model they have with you know the way they release albums in their schedule, I mean that's a business model that was emulated. You know, after that, you know, Rockefeller did that, and then No Limit. You know, No Limit was notorious about that shit. They have like you look in their album, their their inserts. Like, you know, you just got this new album, like, okay, coming out tomorrow. Here's three more albums, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's right. how you did yeah. it, you know, and I think, I think Wu kind of spearheaded that. Yeah, yeah, with the, I, I believe that. I yeah. Believe that for sure, yeah. You know, and I was just telling somebody today, you know, uh, you know, Wu Tang is still relevant, you know, because I, I was, I've been preparing for, uh, I've been preparing for the show, you know, so I've been listening to Wu and, you know, bringing up conversations with certain people about it, you know, just to kind of get into the woo mood, and it was like, you know, they're still relevant, it's just, you know, like, they're still touring, and, oh yeah, you know, doing their thing, you know, here in the States, overseas, and, you know, I'm seeing the videos on the internet, the shows are still packed. Oh yeah, it's, so it's, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's the Stones, it's the Beatles, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, I was telling, telling Illy earlier today, I was doing research for the show and I was watching some stuff on YouTube and they had a concert this past summer the the Rock the Bells con- concert they even had a uh, for what it's worth they, they had a uh, uh, hologram ODB come out for like half the show uh, which you know I, I think that Technology is kind of stupid, but still, I think that stuff had- really got to stop. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still, I was really uncomfortable with the Pac one too. Yeah, I yeah. But, but in in a certain way, it sort of works for ODB because I mean they had that that hologram, you know, doing ODB, flailing his arms around and stomping <laughs> on the ground when he's rhyming. You know, it does fit with his character, but yeah. I don't although know, you know what, you know what though. Man. He was in jail so goddamn much, you know, during the, um, while he was alive, I mean, he stopped showing, they might, they should have had, if they had that tech back then, they might have had to use it back then when he was alive, because he, oh, <laughs> right. you guys yeah, remember when, like, when he was on, right. he was supposed to turn himself in, and he went and like ran on stage and performed for a while, and then, and then gave himself up, Yeah, that shit's hilarious. Well, don't fucking go out and, and tell people you're on welfare <laughs> the same day your album drops. <laughs> right. Ah oh, man! Hey, they said. Hey, they said he was showing up to pick up his welfare checks and limos and shit. Yeah, what the? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh. Man, he's crazy, man. Yeah, he's a crazy dude, man. I pull out something from uh, ODB. You get it. You get a death cake. Hey, you know what? And check this out. The way they penetrated into American culture, whether people want to believe it or not, is something else that's amazing too. Because I went to one of the most prestigious private high schools in this in our city. And 
before every single game. I mean, this is a school where it's like, you know, the minority percentage of minorities in that school is like 20%. The percentage of them being black are like five. And it was just amazing for us coming from where I come from to see, you know, a lot of white kids in the Wu-Tang. It was just, damn, you know, everybody likes Wu-Tang. And then it got to the point where on the football team, we are actually in the locker room getting hyped up you know how you got foot you know football teams in the locker room playing music getting pumped up before the game right mm-hmm. the song that we played before the game strictly by request of our running back our star running back because he he was like d1 they were good they were paying for him to go there blah 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 one of my best friends shout out to renato fitzpatrick but uh by his request we were playing uh you know uh yeah, baby, I like it, bro. <laughs> yeah, baby, I like it, bro. I mean, you had the whole football team, just a bunch of white dudes and a couple of black dudes, just all in one big huddle, jumping and screaming, yeah, baby, I like it, bro. It was just, <laughs> if you saw that scene every Friday night before we ran out, man, and this, you wouldn't have known that the SLU football team was doing that. Right before we went out, we rocking the ODB every game. Whether it was a home game, away game, you know, people, there were people like, you know, when we're on our way out that are like, we're sitting there like, was that you guys singing in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but every game, I swear, for the whole 1994, 95, the whole 95 and 96 season, I, ODB every game. I can speak to that too because, I mean, you know, come from where, where we lived at, where it's predominantly black and then, um, eventually like you know the mid 90s moved across town to um where i mean hell is like maybe maybe i want to say like maybe 10 percent black you know that actually lived there and you know everybody in that school i mean i, I talked about this in the, again back to the the episode four when i was talking about you know how i got mad because i started kind of embracing rock music a little bit and then some of them kids out there they were all they're all whatever on rap music and down and on it and stuff like that so I'm like okay fuck it I ain't listening to rock no more you know but um you know a lot of people they call themselves hating rap but they love Wu you know they love Method Man and right. ODB and they love the Wu-Tang wear the shirts and everything yeah yeah so yeah but uh back back to uh Shimmy Shimmy Ya real quick I just think it's funny also you remember the video you guys remember the video for that where like at the beginning has like a little PSA about about safe sex and use your rubber and everything and then it comes out, baby, I like it raw. I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that shit? Yeah. No, man. I, I have to go back and look, man. Oh, my God. That oh, sounds man. like some shit they would do. Exactly uh. what he did. But, uh, Jay, you were about to say something, my bad. Go ahead. Well, no, I was, I was just going to agree with the rest of y'all that, you know, I was the only black kid in my high school for <laughs> all four years. Right. You know, it. Like I said, I was the the woo champion for a while around my friends, but then by the time, by the time uh, Dirty Version came, came out, I mean, everyone like Shimmy Shimmy Ya, yeah, everybody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it it definitely became part of the culture. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add to that. I mean, just, no, uh-uh. just case in point right there. Um, yeah. And- okay, so. I- well, okay. I, I was, I was going to say, right after that, then that's when when they had that big uh, cover spread in the 
Source magazine, I think it was, or Vibe, when they announced that they were going to change their names. And then they had oh yeah all the new names, and that's when that Phase 2 kind of started with uh, Rayquan's album coming out, the Purple Tape. Uh, oh, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to be Lex Diamonds. And, yeah, uh, and somebody else was... Uh, Ghost was yeah. Tony Stark now, and... Yeah, Meth was Johnny Blaze or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Which, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I got to make another tangent here. You know, that was my nickname back in high school on the track team, you know, because... I had a well. I mean, obviously, my name is John, but um, you know, I had a buddy on the track team. You know, he's a big Wu Tang fan, and um, there was a point I remember I was I was I was talking to one guy. We were kind of jawing each other back and forth about music. You know, kind of trying to school each other. School, you know, who knows what, who knows who, and then my man um, Darius he jumps in. He's like, man, he said, yeah, John got more music than Magic on a Wait, man. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what he's talking about. You know? <laughs> so and he's like, this is Johnny Blaze. Y'all know who talking about? That kind of stuck. You know, and actually right. used that name for quite a long time. I, I've grown out of it now, but you know, I rocked there for a long time just because it worked. You know, but uh, yeah, I remember when that happened, and um, I want to say, well, now I'll I'll come back to this uh, about them changing their names. That's that's an interesting point for a little bit later, but um, yeah, I want to I want to say the Raekwon, yeah, Raekwon is that that's the album where they did that, wasn't it? Because yeah. the Blue Gambinos, yeah, uh, Cuban Links. Yeah, and that shit right there. I mean, uh, I guess yeah, I guess that would be the second phase because I mean, well, because um, it seemed like to me anyway, it seemed like um, the debut album, to Cal, Dirty Version. Those were kind of like a trilogy almost because they were kind of almost kind of like the same route. You know what? You know? I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. But I'm looking at this now, and I was wrong. Uh, Cuban Links came out before. Uh, Liquid Swords did. Oh, really? Yeah, I th- I thought Liquid Swords came out first, but Liquid Swords came out in in the fuck it go. You know what? It's probably ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know what? You're right. Yeah, now that I think about it, because when I was when I was living, I was out, I was living out in Creevecore when I was knocking that out. As a matter of fact, when I was living off uh in uh Orchard Lakes. Um, yeah, because I remember at that time being uh, in my bedroom downstairs, having that little sword. Yeah, you're right, '95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I did not think about it. Like that. Well, wait but, a second. Okay, we'll see. That Hold makes a lot a of sense then. Now I'm looking at something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I was I was saying those three, those first three albums, those seem almost kind of like a trilogy because they were almost kind of like they were similar in so many ways. But then, you know. um then in came uh you know Cuba Links and then uh which just kind of switched it was you know it was it it was still woo but I mean it was totally different it, it was a different like, kind of yeah but then that's why I I'm just kind of stunned because cuz Liquid Sword seems to fit more in those first few albums but it came yeah. out right it came out 2 months after after Cuban Links did well, I guess it's just—I mean, well, we talk about a matter of months. I mean, well, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. So maybe that's that. Maybe that's exactly what it was. It probably because the purple tape was kind of like more so of the. It, it seemed like more of a, like, I would say like a movie, like a like a drug movie, you <laughs> know, like you watching like, you know, Carlito's Way, but for black people or something, you know, and yeah. 
you know that that's a but everything was done in Staten Island or you know and whatever and it was just like to me that's how I I, I always vision you know uh, only only built for Cuban links it's just it was like every song was kind of like a movie you, you know uh so like songs like Knowledge God and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, Guillotine and uh, Guillotine, you know, yep. Ice Water you know yeah. I mean it was just like you know all those songs and then uh, Verbal Intercourse was whew. man you know and uh, I was really a man. big Nas fan at that point too so that track oh right there oh my god just, yeah oh. so that just yeah that yeah that man I, I would stop I remember I, I, I spent a whole bus ride just listening to that song on the, on the that was one of the last cassettes actually cassettes that I had right and uh, I, I was actually just rewinding it and click and go back rewinding it and you know how you get so good you almost know exactly when to hit the stop oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> hit it right yeah. back on you know <laughs> and I hit it right back on the beginning of the song and, and I a whole bus ride home from Slew all the way back out to Florissant just listening to uh, to uh, verbal intercourse I mean it was uh, oh, yeah man, I, you know wisdom body I mean you know, it was you know even the little the little the, the miniature little shark niggas. I mean, that whole album was just you know, yeah, that whole and album that was crazy. that's another one that kind of switched things up and kind of set trends because, I mean, well, I guess I guess to a point, Cool G Rap was kind of on that tip too at the time. But I mean, people weren't really talking that that mafioso hustler drug stuff. You know, like 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 you know, like you said, it's kind of like kind of like a mob movie. But with black folks, you know, yeah. and after that, everything changed. You know, even Nas, you know, he started going by Escobar, and you know, yep. everybody after that. And what made it so dope is see, they were already coming from a five percent mixed with kung fu, you know, point of view. Then they marry the, that mafioso lifestyle into that, and they incorporate all three of those in the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At the same time, like you know, rainy days. I mean, it starts out. With that girl singing, yeah, that's my favorite and track. Then, you know, that's a great one. It's like you know, uh, yeah. And then as it just comes in, and then if you listen to that whole song, it's just another street tale. But it's like how they just met, you know, marry that. You know, it was just like man, it's it's ridiculous. Like that's like the part of the movie where you know somebody close to the main character just died. You know, and you know the main character's like pissed and he's getting ready to go after motherfuckers in you know, rainy days you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying that's just how, that's, that's kind of how it all you know how it all used to like play in my mind and then you know <laughs> and yep. it just yeah it was just you know ridiculous man I mean yeah yeah, and it's like I mean even, even the drum pattern I mean that, that song just used to I, I used to love that song I used to that was one of my favorites. That's another album. one too. Now, I, is that a RZA beat? I'm I'm kind of blanking. Was that RZA or was one? that um, Rainy yeah. Days? Uh, you know, I want to say yeah. I know Mathematics was getting a lot done. Right, Mathematics and Fourth Disciple, True Master, all of them. Shit, yeah. it doesn't say so. It, because that's well, regardless, that's definitely another one of those tracks where you know they throw like a little curve at you that you didn't really expect. Like you know, you got like the. You know, you've, you've got the pattern, then you just get that crunchy, and then it switches up the beat on it, and it kind of fattens it up, and then goes back to what it was before. You know? Oh, wait, here, I find, yeah, that right. that was a RZA production. There was RZA, okay, uh-huh. you see, there you go, that's him yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. Same stuff yeah. we're talking about, just a different angle. And then, right. 
which album had no it, it was uh, Ghostface came out next yes that had which, oh, which changed the shit it. yet again yeah forget about it forget about it I mean he <laughs> hey look Ghostface we could have a whole show on him all by itself but I tell you yeah you know uh, not to jump in too early but my homeboy Mike Dixon John you know Mike yeah I know Mike he was he was a big he, he was big into southern rap you know big into southern rap west coast rap you know he had the, the east coast stuff he had was like just people like uh dos effects and uh i think he had like some epmd uh, but that was about it you know he didn't really play a lot of it so i was the east coast guy you know out of our crew and uh i go over to his house one day and this motherfucker's got the Iron Man album sitting on the on the table. I'm like, what you know about Wu Tang, man? You know, and it just you know, and he was like, oh man, this is dope, man. I saw the video for this, and he saw that. Uh, he saw the video for uh, what was that? Uh, Daytona 500. Uh, yeah, Daytona Woo! 500. He said he saw the video for that, and he was like, oh man, that's dope, because I used to watch Speed Racer. So he said he went and. He heard somebody on the box, another song came on, and then uh, he went and got it. And we sat there and knocked it, you know, from all, you know, all the way through, man. By the time we got to, like, Black Jesus and Motherless Child. And oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, RZA went nasty on that beat, too. Oh, I mean, my God. It was, just, it was so many beats like that. Like, he was going crazy. He was doing many fresh numbers at the time as far as the amount of music that he was putting out in one stream of time that was dope and I'm not saying that the other cats in there weren't doing their thing also but it was like you know like but when Manny Fresh was hot he was hot or like with No Limit you know they had beats by the pound but you, you knew the songs by KLC right you know right. more so than anything else it was like that's the same thing it's like I knew Math was in there and Fourth and True and all that were doing their thing but I knew which ones was Risen you know and it was like Oh, you know, at least yeah. I like to think I did, but it's <laughs> yeah, just man. like, yeah, you know, beware the stare. I mean, uh, not beware the stare. Uh, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, I was just listening to Twelve Reasons uh, to Die. My bad. Uh, Assassination Day. That was yes. One I was oh yeah. You know, the uh, Winter Wars. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it, man, it, it, Wildflower. I mean. You, I get I mean, that whole album. It was just, you know, and then he comes back and he and, and he and he. There's just when you think he can't top that, he comes back with Supreme Clientele. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We're gonna get to that one in a second. But um, I mean, before we move on, I just gotta say, you know, it seemed like at first uh, Method Man was gonna be, you know, the star of the Wu Tang, you know, the breakout star. Yes. Yeah. He had. At the time, the most uh, solo albums, and then he hooked up with Redman and was doing stuff with with uh, Redman all the time. But then yeah. something and happened, he and, and he and just kind of fell I mean, off. He had a solo. He had the solo track on the first record too. No one else had. And then yeah, yeah. and then yeah, he and had, now you know, now Ghostface like is that. is like the most prolific one out of out of the whole whole group. And even right now, Ray now now Ray is kind of um. In the second Come act, you know, now around. he's kind yeah. of like now he's he's yeah. the guy. He's like on all the main, like mainstream cast. You know, Rick Ross will come and fucking get Raekwon and put him on a track. You know, yeah, he just showed up on a track with Rhapsody on her lead the ladies mixtape too. Right, it was dope. You know, he was on Static Selectors album just now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, with uh, Joey Madness. Badass and 
Oh man, and Black Thought went off, but I'm not gonna get on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know they they're still doing their thing, man. But uh, but now I, you're I right, man. I don't know. I um, I guess. I, well, wait a minute. Are we skipping anything else in this first phase here? Because. Mm-mm. Um. Well, other than the redheaded stepchild of of the Wu Tang, uh, Capadonna. Uh, yeah. If you um, really want to bring him oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> he was. See, I was gonna do another comparison. I was gonna say he was kind of like to me. He was kind of like uh, the flesh and bone of <laughs> in and out, just in and out. Not like by style wise, but he was just always in and out. It was like, was he a member? Was he there? Because you see him with the group, and right. they always like, yeah, he's part of the group. But then he's not there. He's not in the videos. He's not there. Then he'll show up in this video, like he just popped up in ice in, uh, in ice cream. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I hadn't seen Kappa in a long time before that. Like, where did he go? And then all of a sudden, he's in ice cream. And then you know, boom, boom, boom. And then it's just the same way with Flesh and Bone. He was there, like he was, you know. He was on the cover, like, in the background, but he was always in jail, and then he'll pop up, and then he's back in, and it was just like, what the, what the hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, Talk oh, about I- Flesh, I always love that on, on Thuggy Rugged Bone at the end, when uh, when <laughs> that chick is singing everybody's <laughs> name, and, and she gets to, to Flesh, and she's and like, Flesh. and Flesh, like, like yeah. she forgot about it for a second, and she's yeah, like, oh, wait, no. Right. <laughs> oh, they, they, they ADR'd that, man, you know, she didn't have it in there, but they went back and punched that back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. she was like, I got some more to tell you about flesh and bone. I don't want to waste any showtime about it. So, um, uh, let's take right. a break here, right here, real quick, and uh, we'll be back to talk about a little more music. All right. There is something to be learned from a rainstorm. When meeting with a sudden shower, you try not to get wet and run quickly along the road. By doing such things as passing under the eaves of houses, you still get wet. When you are resolved from the beginning, you will not be perplexed that you will still get the same soaking. This understanding extends to all. Alright, so um... Yeah, we've gone through, uh, I guess, the first round of solo apples, and then I guess, uh, man, let me tell you something. Were you were you as hyped as I was when they were talking about the second the second album when they started ramping up, um, you know, promotion for the second album, and it was going to be a double CD. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but it took forever. Yeah. It, it was delayed a bunch, wasn't it? I think so because yeah. it yeah. seemed like it took forever for that thing to find. It came out June third of ninety seven. Because I remember, yeah, because yeah, that's a lot of time when everybody was doing the double album phase kick, and I was like, yeah, these are probably going to be the only cats besides Biggie and Pac that can put out a double album that'll be dope the whole way through, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cause, and um, well, guy, what are you saying? Well, I was gonna say I re- I remember when it came out finally. I like uh, I was taking summer classes at college, and mm-hmm. I, I skipped a class to drive to the <laughs> drive to the store to go get it. And come back and I got in a wreck. Oh shit! That's a minor. Fender you know what? Bender. I think I remember that. It was a minor fender bender, but you know, still, my parents weren't too happy about it. I remember that. I remember that. We're not going to get into it on the show. Yeah. The show, but yeah, I remember that shit. Oh, but um, nah, I remember. Okay, see, you were in college. I think this was like during finals week. 
that this that this this album dropped. I remember people in my class were talking about anybody got the new Wu Tang yet? You got the new Wu? I did. You know, I didn't have it yet. But I mean, the anticipation was just crazy because one, I mean, like you said, it they've been talking about it. It finally dropped. You know, after delays and whatnot. And Triumph. I mean. The video for fucking Triumph. I mean, the whole song is an epic. I mean, and then the video, they're fucking ODB's about to jump off a building, and then they got swarms of killer bees flying around New York, and then fucking Inspector Deck. I mean, do I have to say anything more than a bomb atomically? I'm like, rewind that shit like a bunch of times. Like, what, listen, what are you just saying? Listen to that shit. Listen to that shit. I'm just backing it up, and then. Oh, so I mean, that. I mean, and then the structure, I mean, it was totally different. Like, it was, it was, it was like a. It wasn't the same as 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 Wu Tang Forever or like any of the other stuff. You just kind of Mm-mm. it a little more synth heavy, but I mean you could tell RZA had been like in the like he he he'd been in the studio and like with, with some like he'd been learning shit. You know what I'm saying? Because what he came yeah. out with after that was totally different. Yeah, his production had, had definitely kind of taken a turn. Yeah, because you know? uh-huh. he it was more. Um... It was more cinematic by design than, you know, like as far as the way stuff was sounding. Because, like you said on Triumph, the boom, 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 and how he would bring it in and out, you know, during the verses, and he had the little bells kind of coming in and out. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, yeah, it was, it was dope. Yeah, it was like it was a composition. You know, he had gone from just, you know, looping and chopping to like really composing shit. You know. Yeah. yeah now you guys see, I had the tape. I had the tape. You guys, did you guys have the CD? Yeah. Yeah, I had the CD. Okay, were any of you guys able to get that damn, um, the, you put the second disc in your CD-ROM, you're supposed to be able to go through the Boo Mansion or something? Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. those enhanced CDs from back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had, that's exactly what mine was, yeah, I forgot all about that, but yeah, that shit was cool. You see, I, I, I don't, don't remember I, it be, being all that great, though. It was, I mean, it was real I, simple, I was like computer kinda, animation. It was, but it was like nothing else like this. It just to have that on the disc. Yeah, cool. I was like, oh yeah. You know, I might have to find that disc. Right. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I had the tape back then. I still did. I see. It took me a while to. I like CDs, and I had a CD player at home, but it took me a while to finally make the switch because I didn't want to put up the money to get a disc man. Because this man was like oh, over a hundred yeah. bucks, you know, and it's like, man, I could buy like four, I, I could buy like, like five albums for that money, mm-hmm. you know, right. or more than that, you know. So I never, did, it took me a while. So I still had the tape at that point. And by the time I got the CD, um, I don't know if the, I don't know if it was just the computer or my video settings or whatever. I was never to get able to get the damn thing to work. And then to this day, I don't think there's even support for it anyway. So I've never actually seen the shit. So. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, like going back on it now, it's kind of corny and cheesy. But at the time, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the start of like when uh, cats like Fifty Cent and all them were having, and Big Pun were having like some of their videos animated. Right. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like that's how it looked like they got the kind of idea from is or they took from that. So that's what it kind of reminds me of now that I'm thinking about it. But, True. Yeah. But but uh. But man, I mean, but little ghetto boys though. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that that's another one of my favorites off there. Uh, 
after Wu Tang Forever album and the Bells of War. Yeah, I love that Bells of War. Another, yeah. Was, oh. Yeah, that was another one. Uh, reunited. He, he, Just that that at violin at, at the beginning. Oh, reunited was yeah. beautiful. And then um, I, mean, I want to say I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I know she's done work with um with Wu Tang before, but her name is uh, Karen Briggs. She's a violinist. She's played for Yanni and played for you know a bunch of other artists like that. I know she's worked with Wu and RZA before. I want to say that's her on that song, but I'm not quite sure. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't say on here. I don't know. Yeah. But, but that cat, that cat still rules. Scary hours. That was that was one of my joints too. Because I think cause if you want to talk about the violin, because I think that was her on. If you want to talk about, that might have been her on that. Because that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you don't remember that? Yeah, it could, you know that that might that that may be it. That may be it. Yeah, that because she was a uh, that song was, and that beat was just ridiculous. And Method Man's verse on there. You know, and the way they stopped the beat and let them kind of spit a little bit without the beat. <laughs> Cash rules. Still don't nothing rule but the money. Oh, Dude man. coming right behind them. It was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I love that. that <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one I like was uh, they released it as a single, too. Remember, It's Yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was just, yeah. That and that's another joy. one where, you know, he was doing weird stuff with the beat and, like, switching stuff up when you didn't expect it. You know, or at least at the yeah. time, you know, you didn't really. It seemed like it was kind of um, scattershot, but then you realized, no, it's you know, it's all very timed and very. Um, that was an organ in there too. Yeah, that was an organ. The organ, then like you know, and then just in the background, and then he switches up and throws that, throws that break in there, and then there's the beat, and then the drums are different. You know, it's like, oh my god, this is this is nuts. Yeah, but and it was like you know. And what he was, and then he, the one thing he did too is like he he'll bring in like a uh, he'll bring in like a a crash he'll bring in like a closed crash like in the last half of everybody's verse like he would start out without it and then like they get eight bars in then all of a sudden you hear the beat yeah yeah it was like oh that's dope so like, yeah <laughs> yeah and you guys um I mean oh what did you guys think of the album as a whole like. Looking back on it, it could have been better. Honestly, it could have been better. I felt like there was, um, I, I see, like I said, you know, going back to what I said before when it, when I heard it, when you asked about how we felt when it was first coming out, I thought that it was gonna be, you know, oh yeah, Wu Tang double album, okay, yeah, you know, they've been dope. So if anybody could pull off a double album besides Biggie and Pac, it should be them. And um, I felt like they could have took. Three or four songs at the first disc, four or five off the second, put it on one, and dropped the other shits and made a banger. But yeah, that's kind of me, and that, and that's been the story of the double album saga after that, really. But uh, in my opinion, but yeah, I, I felt like it could have been better. I was gonna say the same thing, you know. I mean, even you know, people crucify me for this all the time, but I don't care. Even even Tupac, man, I feel like they could have just you could have. You really could have pared it down to one disc and made it better, you know. I feel like double CDs from rap artists. I mean, I don't know. It just never seemed like they made a whole lot of sense. It seems, always seems like you you waste a lot of songs to filler, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, and, it, and and to me, I felt like the all eyes on me though. Um, that was probably the closest. I, I like I liked I, I liked every song on there. I didn't play every song on there all the time, but 
the thing, the dope thing about it is, is that, and this is when I had my truck. So you remember I had the t- oh, yeah. changer and yeah. the, the, I had the changer and the armrest. So I, I could put both discs in, you know, and then just let them rock randomly. And I could hit all different songs and all different moods. Cause I mean, some days I'd be in the mood and I'd be, uh, and I'd be playing, you know, Shorty Wanna Be a Thug, which is where they get drive slow from, you know, the same sample. And then, uh, uh, then you know another day it'd be bring the pain you know or you know and then it's just so many different little moves on that album that was just you know so but not to get off on a tangent but yeah 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 I don't know what about you Jay no I feel the same way I mean there's a lot of filler on those double disc albums that yeah. don't need to be there you know but uh especially well I mean, I would rank it, this one pretty much where it fell in. You know, 36 Chambers was the first one. That was the best one. Wu-Tang Forever was the second one. It was second best, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the W came out, and, well, wasn't I wasn't all that excited about the, yeah. the W. But you know what? I kind of like the Iron Flag, though. I like the Iron Flag. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. I liked it better than the W. I wasn't too big on either one of them. I think, you know, I like uh, Iron Flag and the W. I mean, to me, I get. I, I wish I could have taken tracks off of both of those and made my own, you know. Uh, the W starts out really dope. I love the um, the Shaolin Finger, or the, uh, what's it called, Chamber Music. Finger Jam. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, and there's a few tracks on there that are cool. Like, I like the one uh, with Busta Rhymes where they chopped up that, uh, that song and just kind of switched it up for each verse, you know. But... I don't yeah, know. But, like, they could have kept the song with Redman, and I hate to say that because he was my favorite MC for a long time, but they could have kept that uh, Red Bull. I mean, it was like, it, it's like that's a song that could have maybe not been on that album. Right, you know, right. Say yeah, it was, it was a, a bad song, yeah. but it just didn't fit with that, you know. But then, turn around, and on the flip side, a song like, for me, I thought Conditioner was one of the just sleeper joints of the album. You know, yeah, and it was just something about the combination of dirty and stupid. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And uh, I never would have thought of that. You know, I never would have expected that. And you know, Snoop didn't do anything stupid with his flow on the beat, so it came out dope. You know, and I would have never expected that. Yeah, yeah. MC condition up. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, you know, I don't really know. Like, what? I'm not quite sure what to say about those two albums. I mean, with the first, like we saw about the first one, and then where the production and just the maturation kind of went with the second one. The 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 sec the next two those those just left me kind of scratching my head. I'm not really sure what what the idea was. I think maybe just weren't. I don't know. Just some of the magic, the, the vibe just didn't seem to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they were kinda like it's just falling apart anyway. They recorded and put it yeah, you know, at that time. And they were just, you know. Yeah. Well let's backtrack a little bit though. Let's backtrack a little bit though, because um between those two albums, you know, the the W and uh Woo Forever, they were the next round of solo records, which um did that begin with I wanna say that started with um T two. Yeah. So, oh, oh boy! So that would have been what T two Supreme clientele. Uh, what uh, nigga, please? And 
Mobilarity. Nigga, please. I yeah. didn't like any of those, to be honest with you. I mean, I I, I had T2 and I was kind of <laughs> hot. I mean, seriously. I, there's a track. Look, on, on T2. Hey, the best song on T2 was Torture. I don't care what nobody says. The best song on there was Torture. See, I was going to say. Mathematics put his foot in that beat. Meth got off, and that was, you know, to me. I liked the. He had a. There was an interlude. It was just an interlude. It was called Shaolin What? And to me, I was like, why did he oh, just? Why did he just make yeah, the whole album like this? I was like, I liked. Yeah, yeah. I liked that shit. And I, just, I don't know. I had it when I first. I I went and bought it because I was, you know, I mean, obviously, come on, it was Method. Is this is the guy who got me into Wu Tang? You know, from his first album, and you know, for what it's worth, I mean, I guess I liked. Uh, I guess I like Judgment Day, you know, as a single. Like, as it came out, I'm like, okay, it's a little bit weird, but, you know, the rest of the album should be good. I picked it up, and I was disappointed. I think I just wanted to like I wanted to like it. I kept listening to it, hoping that it would get better, and it just never really hit the mark for me, man. I'm listening to Shallow One right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, same with, uh, well, oh, I skipped um, Beneath the Surface. No, that's one. That's no. the other hand. Uh-uh. That one? Beneath the surface that came was out right before torture. Yeah, that came yeah, what's out. Up? Beneath the surface. See, so, yeah, that came out after the W. Beneath the surface came out after the W. Uh huh. Wait. No, did sure about that? No, didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Beneath the surface came out first. Okay, so was that before or after? Um, uh, dirty. It was. Because uh, it was, came out in '99. It came out after Bobby Digital. Okay. Oh, oh, I forgot about that one too. Oh, My God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. Um, beneath the surface, I started the same. I started off. Um, you know, not it's kind of the same way I was with with T two. I didn't like it, but then it grew on me. Like. I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's something kind of clicked there. Like, the, the title track right there. You know, I love that one. That's one of my favorite songs uh, in Jizz's catalog. You know, um, Mike Trippin, I love that one. Um, it's just, it's it's different. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't have the same feel as Liquid Swords or, like, even even a lot of the first round stuff, the first uh, phase of stuff. But, I mean, mm. I don't know. I really dug that one. And, actually, um, yeah. I, I, I still like it. Yeah, that that's probably my favorite of the solo joints, I think. Really? Yeah, I mean, I like, I love it. Uh, what's the song that I like? Uh, and the, oh, uh, publicity can't forget, can't forget that one. Yeah, publicity. But there, there's the one. Oh, shit, who is it? Is it Hip Hop Fury? I think. Oh, Hip Hop Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hip Hop Fury. I love that song. Yeah. That one, and yeah, then like, of course the um, amplified sample "Breaker Breaker." Of course, yep. And "Breaker Breaker" was crazy because that was like, again, it's like what it, they put that single on. I'm like, what the hell? This is not a whoop song, you know? But I don't know. Some it's, but then but it's a it just became song. like, right, right, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just said it. You know, you just, you just yeah. Yeah, I like feel like an enemy too. Which one? Feel like an enemy. Oh, okay. All right. Off beneath the surface. Right, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So then there was the Bobby Digital. You know, I 
absolute like when it first came out i found it abhorrent i just i i hated that album there was one song on there that i liked and that's the one um holocaust uh he put that out as a single and i remember i videotaped it off of uh off of rap city one day and fucking son goes in there like the first verse and he's saying like you know because i'm guilty and filthy dastardly mastery my felony melody has to be a bastard's master he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. what what did you just say i rerun that shit right go again and he's talking about you know fucking black man with uh veins littered with thorns back smack you so hard like he's to be born to form i was like oh my god what the hell I was back in this verse up yeah. again listen to it i was like what the hell and then Brizzle comes in and just kind of blew the whole I didn't, I didn't like his verse but um, that song but that beat was just so hypnotic and just you know had the chick in the background Bobby Digital and it just like uh, I, I, and they had little bells going off and everything I thought that was cool but it really wasn't until I want to say like maybe 2005 when something, some, something possessed me to download those mp3s and listen to it again and it finally kind of clicked with me what he was trying to do there and I still, it's still not my favorite, but I mean, I like it. You know, I like this little side character. You know, this, you got to look at it more like it's a side, like it's an alter ego almost. I mean, it's exactly why he calls himself a different name, you know? Yeah, I think by then I just, yeah. I think by then I, I was just so burnt on um, on them by now. Like, first, you know, like I said, the, the, the Beneath the Surface grew on me. I grew to like that one a lot. Nigga, please. I didn't even bother touching that one, man. I don't like it. No, I didn't I didn't even man. I I downloaded a couple tracks off Napster. I mean, I like the title track. That's really about it. I said, okay, I'm done with this. Hey, okay. Yeah, I pretty much thought Wu was done, but then I'm on um this one website. I don't even know if it's still around anymore. It was called uh, it was a it was a rap website called Mr. Blunt, and it was just yeah, I remember it was a, yeah, it was a, um I used to go there because these guys would post uh they would post freestyles and you know. This is kind of like uh, I was living in Chicago at the time, and this uh, I would go. Yeah, we battled them in the best, man. Yeah, I remember that. You told me about that. I don't think I ever saw that, but I mean, you told me that you did. And I was they they were going there. They post like a bunch of you know, you know their internet. You know they they were typing up key styles or whatever and freestyles and shit. And I used to go in, go into the um, go into the computer lab at, at school. I would print it up, and like, it would be like my newspaper. I print up all everything that was posted for like the last. You know, for the last day, I take it and I read it later. You know, you <laughs> like that was I don't know. But then they had articles up there and uh, message boards, and people kept talking about the Supreme clientele. And I'm like, they say, oh, this is one of the best Wu releases ever came out. Well, you know what? People were saying that about everything that else that came out between, you know, all those solo albums. Everybody said saying the same thing, so I didn't believe it. I really didn't. And then I saw the video. In Apollo Kids, I'm like, oh shit! Wait a minute, there right. might be something to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that song. And so people kept saying, "No, nah, it's good." And then so I, um, one of my buddies had it. He was knocking it. I was like, wow. It, yeah. I mean, people after that, everybody saying, you know, go single handedly save the woo. And I mean, that's that's. I think that's true. Cause that record, without that record right there, I don't know if we'd still be hearing anything from him right now. I think we would have written him off as, you know, a long time ago. Oh yeah, and that was all RZA too. Wasn't it? That was pretty much. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. And again, yeah, <laughs> he's right there. Why not use him as RZA, fourth, you know, two, fourth disciple, and all them. Uh, somebody else I'm blanking on, but uh, now nah, who did Cat who actually did that Apollo Kids beat? That's um, 
Remember the UMCs? From yeah. the early 90s? Yeah, that was all Haas G. He did that beat. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention, kind of uh, backtracking real quick. I was talking about changing names and stuff like that. Um, this is right around, well, going back to the uh, Bobby Digital thing. This is right around the time when Cool Keith starts uh, starts dissing them cats. And, you know, I can kind of understand why. Um, a second ago when I just said, would you got to look at the RZA album kind of like an alter ego. You know, it's kind of like Dr. Octagon. And I guess Keith kind of felt like, you know, he was biting. You know, he's kind of, you know, trying to do the Dr. Octagon thing. You know? The way Keith had just oh, with the Bobby Digital. right, and then so uh, you know I, I don't know if you guys remember at that time Keith started calling himself Robbie Analog. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I remember that at all. Yeah, he get yeah he started calling himself Robbie Analog, and he had a um, he came on an EP with uh, uh, Cutmaster Kurt and Ice T. They called the Analog Brothers. <laughs> 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 It's hilarious. It's just trade about cool Keith. The motherfucker's crazy, man. He just <laughs> Robbie, yeah, cool Keith I love Keith. He's he's nuts, but he's uh yeah. you know that is far left as far left can be. You know. Yeah. Robbie analog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so uh well uh, Oh, you know, one more thing. One more thing. And I guess I kind of want to bring this up, even though he's not really a Woo member. He's, you know, one of their offshoots. But I, I feel like we have to bring up the Killer Priest album, the first Shaheen. one. Oh, Killer Priest? Oh, okay. Because that album, that record right there, I mean, it might as well have been. To me, that was like Woo. I don't know if you guys caught, if felt the same way about it. To me, that was like Woo meets KRS One. Like, because, yeah. like, whereas, like, all the stuff they talked about, like, you know, the. the the, the group members talked about you know I mean, they might give you some knowledge or whatever but it was you know just kind of mixed in with everything else with this one it was very blatant very much teaching you speeding you know very blatant and literal you know pretty much like a science you know like a, like 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 a class lesson over beats and the beats were nasty yeah Actually, I think that might be my favorite um that one and the actual Sons of Man album that came out after you know before that but uh or after that can't remember which uh which one came first? I had Heavy Mental before I had Sons of Man, but definitely that one. I got I, I put that one up there in the Pantheon anyway, just because it was just it, it was just that shit was just so dope to me, man. I don't know, you guys uh, were you guys much 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 into the uh, the offshoot stuff? Uh, I, I like Killer Priest. Um, I heard a couple songs from Sons of Man, but I, I didn't. Uh, with the Grave Diggers, uh, Riz is a group too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, yeah. So Prince about Paul. That did that first album right Prince Paul was behind Prince Paul and RZA were behind that I think this is like well Prince Paul left for the second one and RZA did the second one right and then it was like they both kept you know Prince Paul left then RZA left after that and the last two just kind of remained there until until the one died from sickle cell I think or cancer or something oh oh speaking of which uh, quick tangent um I forgot which what name he used as Gravediggers, but his name was uh his name was Too Poetic. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come out back in like the eighties. I found Too Poetic's album online. I want to say like maybe three four years ago. That shit. I feel like uh, whoever shelved that record needs to be shot. That should have came out back then. It would have been right there along with like the Juice Crew shit, man. It would have been. I think that would have been a classic because I'm listening to that shit right now. Like wow, this is the kind of stuff I would have listened to when I was a kid. You know. I think a lot of people would have gotten into that. 
Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I can find it. I'll send that to you guys. I'll put it on um, up on Drive or something. I know I got it. Yeah, please share. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, before we get going too long here, is, is there anything else we want to touch on musically? Uh, I think that about does it for me. I mean, um, just to kind of um, say in a nutshell, I mean, first round, I mean, uh, it, 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 what's not to like second round only thing I really dug was you know the Wu-Tang Forever even though it's kind of hit or miss and uh, Beneath the Surface and then Supreme Clientele of course that turned everything around um, after that you know again you know I think Ghost was the only one who was really consistent after that you know everybody else was just kind of even Bulletproof Wallets who I thought was kind of Bulletproof Wallets was kind of commercial but even, even it was still dope but that was still banging, cause I mean, like he had uh, like Ice Man, Street Chemistry, The Forest Man, Theodore. I mean, and they're supposed Maxine. Yep. He had like he had joints on that mug. And there's actually um, people help us out with this too. People out there listening, um, there's actually a couple different versions of that album. It just that you know, it got, I think it got bootlegged a bunch of times, and then stuff like didn't get cleared for sample reasons or, or something. Clearance was not granted to a lot of these samples, so we had to go back and cut stuff or just drop it completely. So there's different verses of that album out there. I just haven't heard them. But the final version, I mean, it, like I say, it was kind of on a commercial tip. It was bouncy. It was kind of like, kind of like Share Share Goes the album, you know. But but it was dope. I mean, he had a bunch of shit on there that I really liked. So um, other than that, I mean, like I said, Ghost going forward, and then you know Ray as of recent. But uh, I mean, I'm always gonna love Wu. They're always gonna be a fan. I mean. Uh, Jay, you know, what and, you- and see, like you know, and then uh, the thing I liked is that uh, Cameron used the same sample that they used for that uh, that song Ice. He used that on one of his songs uh, right around the same time because that album Bulletproof Wallace was out about 2003, and that's right around yep. the time that Cameron and was over there Rockefeller and whatever. Right. That, you know, da 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 that uh that song uh, where he was like uh, at the end he was like I got the red MJs yo I was loose you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that song that song you know what I'm saying they used that that sample they had that man and uh, then Cameron used it on one of his beats man and I was like oh man he big goes for that you know yeah but uh and see, and that that takes me back to a time in my life, man. You know, you know what I was doing, man, at that time, man. In between my uh, construction gig when it was slow, I was actually working for a utility company out there, the DTE Detroit Edison, going around door to door asking people if they wanted to regulate their gas prices, to where they could freeze their price at one rate for like two years because they had their stuff going up and down. You know, because some areas are regulated, some aren't. Yeah. So they had a group of people going door to door. I was in that group and uh, I was knocking that out at the time. I remember that. Uh-huh. Just, you know, that was that was my bulletproof wallet. I remember it was cold outside. We had these big coats. And I was like, damn, man, do I really want to be walking around? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, but, you know, I did it for like two weeks until I ended up getting this job at the bank or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I got through those two weeks knocking bulletproof wallets and drinking. <laughs> and I'm not a coffee drinker, man, but I became a true, true, true Miller boy for two weeks on that coffee. You know, I, was, uh, <laughs> I remember that was man. Yeah. yeah, so that was my that was that's my relationship with Bulletproof Wallace. Unless it's like 
you know, I argue for bulletproof wallets like the same way I argue for volume one of Jay-Z's collection, you know, because a lot of people slept on that. To me, I think that's one of the doper of, uh, I think to me it was doper than volume two, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I still think like bulletproof wallets was, I would say, to me, I think it's better than, you know, the big dough rehab, and I think it's better than, uh, Honestly, I mean, I—it's not—I wouldn't say better than Fish Scale, but uh, it, it was definitely better. Than I kind of put him up there, kind of in the same. Yeah, I—I I, I think I put it over Fish Scale. Hey, Fish Scale was cool, but it was. Fish yeah. Scale had a few songs on there, but it, I, it was more Fish. Nah, nah, I was like, just—that you know, was cutting room floor stuff anyway. You're okay to not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what about uh, God, what, what about you, Jay? You know, any uh? Closing remarks on music or albums or anything? Uh, no. I mean, I'm pretty much saying the the first phase is always going to be, you know, my first love. Yep. Um, I haven't listened to anything who related in a long time, or nothing new, that is, other than some of RZA's stuff that he's done for movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's had a couple sound like the soundtrack for uh, his movie Man with the Iron Fist. Hell yeah! Which you know, yeah. it's a not the greatest movie in the world, but you know, it, it's probably gonna become one of those cult fan flicks. You know, right, right, right. I still feel like Kill Bill was better. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into some of that stuff. Uh, I guess after the break. Yeah. Let's let's do one more quick break and then we'll we'll uh, run down the bonus stuff that they have done other than music real quick and we will get out of here. All right. Even if a samurai's head were to be suddenly cut off, he should still be able to perform one more action with certainty. If one becomes like a revengeful ghost and shows great determination, though his head is cut off, he should not die. Okay, welcome back. And we're going to close out our show here, just talking about some of the other stuff that uh, Wu has brought to us. Yep. <laughs> which is, you know, part of what we were talking about, their marketing power back in the in the 90s. I mean, they had, by what was it, 96, 97, they ha- had their own clothing line. Wu wear. Which, yeah, which no artist had. You know, I, I mean, everyone's got it now, but there were the cross colors was still around I think maybe barely but it was like Carl Kanai and mm-hmm. and FUBU <laughs> were the main sort of you know urban clo- clothing lines but then Woo Wear comes out you know it's you know I had the t-shirts I had a couple pairs of jeans you know and did they hit before Rockaware? I want to say they yes, did. Yes, they did. Rockaware came out, I yeah, think, like, did. 98 yeah, or 99. 
Yeah. And I mean, Rockerware is yeah. still around today, but I, th- you know, Wu did it first. Yep. Um, Wuware was like the Wuware was kind of like to me, especially when they they're like their jackets, their leather jackets and stuff like that that they had. They were like kind of like the sport version of the Martin Buchanan, kind of like how you know Hondas are the sportier versions of a uh, of, uh, yeah. You know, in a sense, like mm-hmm. you know that's and it was like you know Fat Joe had his FJ three sixty line. His shit looked like you know what I'm saying. So it was like. Yeah, they started it. Yeah, I never had any uh, wear myself. They had a store too. Did, they had a store. They had a store too. Really? Yeah, they had an actual store. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. They even talk about it. They even knowledge even talks about it. Uh, or or I should say knowledge, but uh, he's <laughs> power for real. But uh, in uh, belly knowledge he was even talking about it you remember that scene where he was uh talking to buns on the phone and he was talking about how uh the little dude wanted to stick sincere then they stripped him right there he was like you will get you his beat stripped him and put him on the couch you gonna get you his beat. yeah get you that scene where he where he was talking to knowledge on this phone yeah now just like yeah you know i was up in the motherfucking woo-wear store damn you know, and he was just talking blah 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 he, you know all that shit he was like yeah he's, and he's like yeah yeah i had to we had to give it to a couple security guards talking about the little shit they did at the club in the first scene of the movie so that's he. They made mention of that because you know, again, you know, Wu Tang was all throughout. Belly, I, I didn't know, even so. catch that, man. Oh, it's shit. been a long time since yeah. I've seen Belly too. But even yeah. then, I didn't catch that the Wu West store. Oh, and you know, I gotta say say this before uh, we get off. It's off on tangent, but on my high school senior trip, we went to New York, and. Uh, we went on Staten Island Ferry, and of course, you know Staten Island's home of of uh, Wu Tang Clan. Right. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I don't know what I expected to see, but I expected, you know, we we rode the ferry and we we stayed in in the ferry station, so we we didn't actually go out in Staten Island. But I was expecting like giant W graffiti somewhere, you know, like Welcome to Shaolin or some <laughs> shit. It was none of that. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> you know, I wanted some, I, I wanted some cool graffiti saying, you know, Wu-Tang or Welcome to Shaolin or something, but there's nothing. Yeah, I think by then there was a little too much Giuliani, man. Cleaned up all, wiped up all the graffiti, man. Buffed everything. Yeah, it was 96, so oh, 96? yeah. Uh, well, eh. No, he he was in there in 96. Yeah, but I don't know if he quickly run his course yet, you know, with True. desensitizing it or, you know, everything. But, um, no, nah, I never had any uh, wear myself. I had, you know, I had the T-shirts. In fact, you know, I've, I've had, I have and have had T-shirts and stuff. But I got a little story about wear to say, too. Um, and Jeff, well, I both of you guys will laugh at this, but Jeff, you know, you you know, you'll know this a little better just because of the way my pops used to get on you about you know fubu, bufu, and all that shit, all that shit. We would go and shop. Look, man, about he he would go to these stores and he would buy a lot of stuff out of like resale shops and things like that. He gotten some jabos, did not know what they were called. He was calling them gear bods the whole time, you know. So, so one of his oh, yeah, <laughs> one of his coworkers is the one that had to point him out. Man, you got the fresh jabos, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" You know, he didn't know what he had. So I remember this one time he was talking about looking for some jeans, and <laughs> and he saw some woo wear, and he was talking about he tried some on. He's like, "Man, you know, they got these woo wear jeans. You know, they, they 
I kind of like the kind of like the fit of him, but you know, Wooby having me looking crazy though. I don't know what Wooby thinking. He be put he he got these weird patches and stuff on him. Who is Wooby? Chinese dude? Like, he, didn't, he didn't know. And I'm like, I'm like, nah, that's the Wu Tang. That's the Wu Tang clothing line. He's like, oh, you mean the rappers? I said, yeah. He's like, do they ever wear this shit? I was like, I was like, yeah, they wear it all the time. He's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He said, I don't believe they wear the shit they're showing me over on this rack over here. They'd be like, it's going to be the, they sit back in their studio like, aha, they bought it. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, he thought Wu. He was, he was talking about Wu like he's some guy. He's like, yeah, Wu be having me looking crazy. Who's this Chinese dude? Like, no. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit. And I, I guess the only other real thing that they had was uh, their video game. Shaolin which style. Was, uh, oh, oh, dang, yes, Shaolin that style. That was so dope. That hey, look, that game was so dope. I man, I love that video game, and I'm gonna tell you, I was working, I was working real quick. I was working in Comp USA. That game is actually the cleaned up version of the game. It's called uh, Thrill Kill. Thrill Kill was the version, the first version of that Wu Tang game, but the developers couldn't get it out because it was too nasty and too. Violent. Are you kidding me? So they too violent. The no, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. No, trust me, trust me. I had the game because a, a computer geek gave me the game for free because he was so happy about the service that I gave him in CompUSA one day about helping him get his computer problem fixed. He gave me a burnt copy of the game. That's when, you know, burning stuff was real popular. So he gave me a burnt copy of the game, and I had a chip PlayStation. And we were chipping yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's what the burn game was for. He gave me a copy of it, and we were playing Thrill Kill for the longest. And when the Wu Tang game came out, it's the same game. It's like they scrapped it, and then another developer picked it up and finished it off the same way how they scrapped True Crimes, and then uh, another developer picked it up and finished it off, and it became right. Sleeping Dogs. It's the same way. It's the same thing. Wu Tang, that game is Thrill Kill, and, and just if you look it up in your spare time, if you got a minute or whatever, but. But still, the Wu Tang game was so dope. The combinations Raekwon had on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I love that game. It, it was that. a great fighting game. Yeah, it was dope. And it was a sleeper game. Like a I don't know how many people really knew about that game. Like that, but I don't know. I I read articles that uh, um, the the group themselves they didn't like the final product, but but damn, you know, it it was a really good fighting I don't game. Know why. Yeah, it was dope, and it was like all the characters had their own different styles, and it was like, man. Yeah. But Raekwon was a motherfucker, man. He was a monster. So you get him going, get him. Going. Yeah, and they've—I I was doing research and looking it up. They got it on uh, on Amazon. You can get a copy, used copy for like fifteen bucks. I'm thinking about buying it. But uh, while I was I while like I was, I don't know what I played. Yeah. Um, while I was looking at it though. I found out that they actually released a uh, special Wu Tang controller for the game for the PlayStation, and it's just it, it's the fucking W. What? It's the fucking W. I I I found the picture. I'm gonna put it on on our Facebook page whenever this comes out. Though is that's not a far stretch because the PlayStation controller upside down looks like a W anyway. Yeah, that's not a far stretch. I never yeah. saw it, that it thing. Was, it was all black with with the uh, yellow buttons. It didn't have the analog sticks. It just had the the deep oh, old school style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it I, I want it, but 
There's one on eBay right now for 75 bucks. <laughs> There's only one. You you were talking about Man with the Iron Fist before. Um, you know, that's... Uh, I mean, it, he had done... Um, I mean, that was his first one he actually produced and directed, I guess. But he yeah. was doing scores. He did scores for... Um, or did he, what, did he also... I think a Ghost Dog. Yeah. Of, yeah, his first score was for Ghost Dog. There we go. Okay, that's what I was... Which yeah. is a badass movie, and you people out there in podcast lad need to go see I like Ghost Dog. It doesn't get a lot of props, but I mean, I like what they were trying. To, I mm-hmm. like what they were doing with that. And I thought it was interesting enough. Yeah. Yeah, and then he also did a score for something else for a big movie too that you wouldn't think he would. Uh, Kill Bill. Have done. Here, I guess I he didn't do it all, but it was well, yeah, a couple tracks he did for Kill Bill. It was something else. Yeah, he that's kind of when he started doing. Yeah. It. Here I got it right here. But you know what? Him showing up in movies, he's not a bad actor either, is it? You know, he was pretty good in uh, in uh, what was that? That Denzel movie, uh, American Gangster. I thought he was pretty yep. good in that. You know, was he in that? Yeah, yeah, he was one of the he was one of the cops with Russell Crowe. Uh, oh yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, Rizzo was in something else too that he would, he actually wasn't bad in. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. I'm ru- he, he was in this latest G.I. Joe. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I need to. You say what? He he was in, in that latest G.I. Joe movie, which actually wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it was. He was in that. It shocked me that they had Duke die that early. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good movie, by the way. Yeah. But then Afro Samurai? Oh, of course. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he did all the music for yeah. that. Yeah. 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 You know, uh... I got into that late, but uh, that's <laughs> I like that shit though. <laughs> yeah, all the music for that, and then also um, the game that they, uh, you know, the game adaptation of it. They have like a bunch of, um, uh, you know, a bunch of his music and uh, some Wu Tang uh, songs in there that they recorded, you know, for the for yeah. the game. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to, I'm I'm over here trying to comb my mind, you know, Death Cake style, just seeing where. Um, Random members might have showed up at. Only thing I can think of is uh, you you mentioned Shaheem a minute ago. He showed up on uh, on the Parenthood like on for like a good stretch of episodes. I think like, for one season, because he was supposed to be uh the one yeah. guy's uh. I think he owned he owned a record label. And he was supposed to help. He was supposed to be uh his apprentice or something that he was helping uh he was helping the son learn how to produce or some shit like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, and they showed yep. up in random videos. Uh, uh, Shaheem was in. Uh, he's the he's the son who dies on um, in that TLC video. You had that movie Black and White when the uh, the Wu the Tang was in with uh, yeah uh, Robert Downey Jr. Brooke Shields. Uh, Elijah I forgot Wood, about that movie, uh, man. Damn. Allen Houston. Allen Houston. Allen Houston was in it. The, uh, that model. I forgot her name. Uh, uh, ben Stiller was yep. in that movie. It was a lot of random. Mike Tyson was in that movie. You know, it was a lot of people in that movie. Power was in that too. You know, um, uh, I forget it was another one. Uh, I think it was, was that Giovanni Rapisi. No, I don't know if that was him. That was also one of the kids in there. But you had that. You know, Meth being had his his long stint in Oz. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about wire. both of those. You know. Yeah, you Damn. know. Um, and then just, just talking about the wire different too. things anyway. The how high and. The how high thing, and you know the little wax show they had with Red Man for a minute. You know, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that that show at all. But you know how high how high is goofy oh, I shit? Did. I mean, you pretty much have to be blown to um to enjoy it. But it's yeah. Yeah, I remember when I first saw it though, I was just I, me and my brother we. I think he picked it up with some GameStop credit. He had leftover GameStop credit and got a DVD with it, and he's got How High. And we sat up that night cracking the fuck off. We're just like, the first time you see it, you're just like, what the... What they- <laughs> the first time you see it, it's just like, who the fuck wrote this, man? This is crazy. <laughs> now you watch the second time, you know you know it's coming. It's not as funny unless you're in an often state. But, you know, I, I have it on my shelf. It's over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to... I can't come up with anything else, man. I think that kind of, you know... And it kind of does it as far as uh, stuff they did outside of the music. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have any, like, uh, action figures in it. I don't know why they didn't. They had comic books. They didn't have... That's, ah, there we go. The comics. They had the, the, uh, comic, the comic. I, I want to say it was Image. It did that. I don't know. They had, like, a nine issue. Uh, uh, maybe it wasn't Image. I don't know. But I know it was, like, nine... I don't know. It was, like... Yeah, I, I got a couple issues of it. I think it was Image. Yeah. But it, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> well, you know what? I have several issues of it, and I still have not read them. So I guess you know I have nothing is. <laughs> I have no desire to read them. They're just in the bag, you know, with all this other like hip hop collectible stuff that I've got. I um, mean, the art. The art was beautiful. Yeah. The art is great, but just the whole because the whole thing. It's it's the Wu Tang Clan, but they're in like medieval times. Yeah. Instead, instead of being where you would think a Wu Tang comic would be, in sort of like you know a vaguely Asian looking place, they they were in a like medieval times with castles and dragons and shit like that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've never. That's that's why I never really read. Never that's called Nine it. Rings of Wu Tang, and I I haven't been there. They're they're in their um they're bagged and boarded, but I've never taken them out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, on that note, let's uh, <laughs> call it a close for another episode of Death Cakes. Yes, sir. Again, I'm Jay. I'm Illy. We got... And, uh, yeah, we got my cousin Rockmore. Yeah, Rockmore. he's here. Um, yeah, yes, we'll have yes. you back on um, sometime, hopefully. Um, it's good having you on for this. Yeah. yeah this um, yeah, this is fun. I yeah, tell us, uh, you got anything to plug or um, where can they reach you at? Uh yeah, you can get at me at uh, JL uh, B Breakers on Reverb Nation. I'm also on Twitter at AbyssFam underscore Beats. Uh, you can get at me either way. Uh, I'm a producer, so you know I got a lot of stuff out there, sample based stuff, uh, West Coast sounding music, uh, original. So, get at me. Uh, you can also, of course, um, yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. Um. We will uh, link to that on Twitter and everything too. Um, obviously, you can find us on Twitter. We're um, at Death Cakes Pod. I'm also there at Ilrockski. Jay, he's there at JRu78. Um, you can find us on the uh, Facebook where we'll have to uh, post. So, you guys, Jay, you're going to have to definitely post up that, uh, that Wu Tang controller up there. Yeah, oh we're going to be posting up a lot, of, a lot of pictures and especially videos for some of these songs that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, one last uh, couple things I wanted to plug real quick. First of all, we're going to close the show with uh, with a group out of Philly called the Wrecking Crew. All right. And they did a uh, uh, 
tribute album to Wu-Tang called Wu-Tang Pulp. You can actually get the album for free on Bandcamp.com. And if you, you guys haven't been to Bandcamp, you need to go because they, they've got all kinds of great independent artists on there. Not not just hip-hop, but they got pop music, they got rock and roll, you know, they got everything. So go check them out. Uh, we'll put the link in, in the show notes, but I'm going to... We're going to close with that. And second thing is uh, by the time this is released, Grand Theft Auto V will have been in stores for two days. Uh, (laughs) And I will disappear from existence (laughs) for about two months. I got it on reserve. (laughs) Ready. We're excited. We're ready. And what we're trying to plan trying to get together give us a couple weeks to get everything finalized but we're actually gonna, gonna set up a uh, a death cakes crew because if you don't know you can go online and you can pull heist with uh, your friends and do, do all kinds of stuff with, with the online multiplayer so we're gonna see you about setting up a, a death cakes GTA night you know maybe once a month get together Pull a heist. Uh, Illy and I are both getting it on 360. Yep. You are too, Rockmore. Yeah, same here. Same All right. here. Yeah, I'm on here. You yeah, know. so yeah. we'll. Uh, hey, hey, we're we're already crewed up from uh from Red Dead Redemption and from Max Payne. So you know, yeah, we can we can all either crew up together or make separate crews or whatever and get it in. Cause uh, I'm telling you, um, I'm getting a lot of little stuff out of the way now. <laughs> I can sit down and really disappear with this game. That's all you're going to see is... The only time I'm not going to be on is when I'm at work. Other than that, it's going to be Big Ghost 3900 is playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm you. yeah, so it, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so uh, just stay tuned yeah, to our Facebook great. and our Twitter and we'll get give you all the details of how we're going to try and get this set up. Uh, that's all I got. Yep. Uh, that's all I got too, other than the other ways you can get at us. Um which is our uh, Tumblr. That's uh, deathcakespod.tumblr.com. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're on Instagram, deathcakespod, and Facebook, uh, deathcakespodcast. So just search us. We're right there. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or any RSS reader. However you want to get it, just get it. You can stream us off the Tumblr, too. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting a while to do this episode, man. I mean, it's... Uh, I, you, you know... Uh, I've said before, you know, music is really my uh, my passion. You know, Wu Tang definitely one of the big um, the big uh, influences, and um, as far as like my music interest, you know, so uh, and definitely in the '90s, you know, the mid '90s with uh, just uh, the East Coast scene and just really where uh, hip hop was going at the time too. So definitely uh, had had fun doing this one, yeah. and um, yeah. All right, all right, y'all. We'll see you in two weeks. See ya!
out of wages The kids did them favors Hiding all his blade work until a little later Then slid it back to him for three dollars in a taser Bullets in our Nikes, cutters in our suit socks When I smelled trouble, started pumping up my Reeboks Tony's next caper, the same old for nothing Cold rush the driver, the red light concussion Done more than a dozen, but this one was puzzling The driver gripped the wheel and his ass wasn't budging Tony wasn't jumpy, but the vodka's a little rushing Looking in that rear view, the air was up to something Like snakes to the garden, the DT started sliding The setup in effect, then Tony started smiling Other serpents linked him, trying to surround him Y'all ain't catching shh that's what he outed Broke left, break neck, cops dumbfounded Tony took the fire escape, cops never found him Jake sucking wind, the pigs were embarrassed Throwing up in alleyways, we laughed, this was classic Tony chilling in the spot, lived to steal another day Thing about the jakes, the fuckers don't forget a face The devil was in full effect, caught him at a traffic stop Hog tied him, shot him in his face, left him there to rot Jagged edge, wait a minute, it was smoother Walking straight line like a ruler, Fuja Knowledge raised a ring, did it school ya, Buddha that's what they said he's smoking when it blew ya, booyah Indecent, juvenile delinquent, heathen, breathing He is not relinquished, leave him Family morning in the morning and they grieve him Mama in tears, she beseech him, plead him Could you go another way and maybe go to breeze him? But water moccasins, chilling lakes on that deep end Skinny dipping, creeping, ending of his weekend Broke him like a wheat vegetable we beefing Keep that grass cut, but them snakes they gon' be peeking Right through your window, hi, he can sneak in Shots louder than a riot when they fired if you beat him Leave that funny money to your kids, fuck your food Yeah, do the knowledge to this coward named Pine High school dropout, stuck in South Philly Owe me 200 beans, going on three years I had dreams of killing him, hiding in his mom's crib Getting by, selling pills and cutting pizza on Wolf Street Like I wouldn't key his little Nissan Never pulled a piece out, he's a male groupie Hopping from rapper to rapper across Philly Tried to graze my ego, I knew him since 15 A hard-growing lefty, drafted by the Yankees Them days are over, hot-headed, fat motherfucking Puerto Rican deadbeat is 26 The interest on the dead is now sky high I said a couple goons to take him down But they spit out, I can't believe I share the same fucking air as a snake At least I got cream in the bank Though my luck's for the cash and the even up beat down Must be overruled cause I ain't in the streets now I pay my bills and march onward He's sitting on $30 Filling out a crossword It's my fault for breaking off a snake from a coastline His whole life has been a nosedive What the fuck? We're recording right now Who's calling my phone? What the fuck is this, man? Bad, bad, Leroy Brown Baddest damn man in the sweet old town If he had a habit then Nigga, please watch out Because the smash in the crab Was his B-boy style We had the black derby hat Molly ring was down But we still smack a crab Till his teeth fall out and he had no grip tonight, no three doors down So when you start brainstorming, nigga, please calm down He's get the cops, the crooks, the addicts, everybody Hand skills, he would test on a grill, he still got it Sit up at the edge of the bar and sip water And wait for some nigga to flex and flip hard him Left-right combo, straight out of Street Fighter Leave a nigga sprawled out on the floor like Bill Bottom Clean up all six, my nigga, and he mop it Scream, make over your face to remodel Keep talking, my nigga, but Lee walking Lessons in humility Nigga and he taught it Movie time, couple karate, you kickboxing It don't really matter, my nigga, he gets poppin' Some niggas live for the fight, some really want it Kill me the war, my nigga, just bring the rockets He was a real-life ultimate warrior <laughs> It was awesome, awesome.